0: the anti-lockdown fight back in parliament continues the gb news boycott campaign backfires and we give you the latest from the crazy world of woke snowflakes hello everyone good evening and i apologize for being slightly late Uh, we were waiting for the latest updates from parliament and uh, on a number of issues Uh, the stories that came out earlier today and also a number of other excuses that i can have but i am here let's talk about lockdown extension because this is continuing up to a point where a lot of people who have been very patient and supportive of the measures, even though they've criticized the government, uh, they are hopeful and optimistic that because of immunity that we're uh, achieving, because of everything else, uh, eventually we will be free. But considering we have some people in the bureaucratic world of Whitehall and the so-called experts at SAGE who are trying to stop us from having our freedoms back. Regardless of what Boris Johnson says, it's not really just up to him. Well, technically it should be up to him. He's the decision maker. But there's a lot of pushback from uh, the people around him who are going to be pushing for a lot of these measures to continue for another year or so. Some of them wanted to continue forever. Now, in Parliament, we have some good people. We have some good MPs uh, who are trying to raise awareness and tell us exactly what's going on. One of them is Steve Baker. But before we go to Baker, uh, the reason I'm going to show you this clip is because uh, what came out earlier today and yesterday actually, that uh, talks about the COVID modeling. That's actually been out of date. This has been the biggest scandal, and we're going to talk about this, but let's first go to Steve Baker.
1: This is the dystopia which I stood here and forecast on the day we went into lockdown. Thousands of pubs and restaurants, theaters have struggled by. If not open, if open at all, rather, than just breaking even, hardly breaking even. We've been told by UK hospitality that they're still making a loss. The truth is...
0: That's actually a key point. I need to stop this here because uh, one problem that we've had is that uh, a lot of people are happy with the extension because they assume that a lot of parts of life is back. Pubs and restaurants are open, of course, under restrictions. Uh, So they assume that, well, at least the government didn't say go into full lockdown, uh, things are open, so they're continuing. We're just extending until the last bits of freedom. And I, at first, when I heard it, I, you know, without actually thinking too much, you just assume, oh, that's true. It's better than full lockdown in terms of economically for businesses and jobs. But that is so wrong. And I've been speaking to a number of uh, pub owners in the area that I live and restaurants and bars. And they said that, in fact, a full lockdown is slightly better for them compared to this current situation because they, at least they had government... Uh, grants and support they had uh, the landlords uh, pausing uh, the the rent period they gave him a grace period uh, and also in terms of furlough things like that there are a number of other things and business rates and um, now now that they're back they have to pay everything properly they have to do all the over- overheads and all the costs so it's actually more expensive now they're, they're not making a profit now they're making a loss so you either have to let them be on the full lockdown or full fully open
1: hasn't got a systematic way of showing us the cost benefit of the measures that they propose. One of my colleagues earlier mentioned Professor Paul Dolan, I've done a lot of work with him, I'll write to ministers with a paper from him. He shows how to look not just at the splash of policy but the ripples too. We really need to get this sorted out and embedded in a new public health act together with reform to modelling and also some changes to expert advice which I raised in an intervention. One of the most important things I think we've learned from Mr Cummings, it leaked WhatsApp messages, is that it seems the government's been significantly influenced by polling. I feel we'll we'll have had a a real doom loop here between polling and policy making, which has driven us into-
0: Yes, one of the things that uh, I mentioned yesterday's reporting and um, obviously on on social media as well, uh, Dominic Cummings' uh, latest leak on his website. It's a very long and nerdy article, a lot of detail. The media just focused on the gossip parts of it, the, the text passages between him and Boris Johnson. And um, there's a lot of other things that he exposed. And uh, now, of course, as we've said, uh, his, his actions are being, well, being counterproductive. He's just making the prime minister more popular now because everyone's saying he's just being you know, petty and all that childish. But one thing, one of the text messages was about the fact that Boris Johnson was replying to him uh, saying that we should fo- They were focusing on focus groups and polling in terms of how to make a public health decisions and policies. This is not how government should react, especially when it comes to big and important stuff like public health crisis. Uh, But that's clearly what we have. It's it's basically the same style as uh, Tony Blair's new Labour government.
1: ...position. We now, we now must not tolerate lockdowns perpetually on the table. We must not tolerate a situation going on where we and the police are unclear about what the law is and how it should be applied. I mean, imagine that you can hug but not dance. What madness is this we can't tolerate a situation anymore in which a government social scientist told the author of the book a state of fear that the government had used unethical techniques of behavioral science to deliver a policy which he said in his own words smacks of totalitarianism we have trans-
0: that's the other thing everybody forgot about this fact that it, about a few months ago it was exposed by the media itself and the press that the government used uh, fearful tactics on purpose, and use the media on purpose uh, to spread fear. Uh, not necessarily the way that some some of the anti-lockdown campaigners are talking about. Uh, it was a very very um, conscious decision to uh, force the public to uh, obey. Uh, otherwise, if you just tell the British public just go into lockdown, they'll be like, "What are you telling me? Why, why should I just do it?" You know, we have a lot of viruses coming out every day, every year, you with know, a type of different type of coronaviruses. Uh, but they had to use this tactics. And also, as, as uh, Steve Baker said, some of the people in charge uh, are the ones who've written uh, a lot of books and uh, publications uh, on the state of fear, on how to manipulate uh, public opinion. These, are, these people are slightly dodgy at best.
1: ...society for the worst. We have put in place a culture and habits which will take years to shake off culture and habits which distance people from one another and diminish their quality of life, the quality of relationships that they have with one another. High streets are in danger of becoming haunted alleyways. We are in danger of hollowing out and destroying the entertainment industry, much that makes life worth living. Today's vote will go through. It's a foregone conclusion. But as one of my other honorable, right honorable friends said, was he implied, if the conservative party does not stand for freedom under the rule of law, in my view, it stands for nothing.
0: So this is the biggest point. So Steve Baker mentioned that if the Conservative Party is not going to be pro-freedom and uh, pro the rule of law, then it's no longer the Conservative Party. And that takes us to the next speaker, who is uh, Desmond Swain, another rebel uh, who came out and completely destroyed uh, the current uh, Conservative Party in government uh, because of the way they're ruling and because they're going against the fundamental values of tourism and classical liberalism.
2: So Desmond Swain... Mr Deputy Speaker, I never believed that it was proportionate, even from the outset, for ministers to take such liberties with our liberty. I I always thought it was wrong for them to take our freedoms, even though they believed that they were acting in our best interests in an emergency. But, by any measure, that emergency has now passed. And yet freedoms are still withheld and the government will not allow us to assess for ourselves the risks that we are prepared to encounter in our ordinary everyday lives. The government does not trust the people that it governs. Now many members of SAGE have been out on SAGE, there's a misnomer if ever there was one, but members of SAGE have been out busily undermining public morale, one of them even sharing her dystopian vision that we must all remain masked and distanced in perpetuity. A shocking, horrible prospect. The fact is that once the consequences of this virus in terms of their financial and health impact have long been addressed, the moral impact will remain
0: the- and that's the biggest thing and he's now going to go into uh, criticizing the values of this conservative government and it's uh, fascinating how a lot of people out there just assume that well because the government of conservative party then the whole of the conservative party is basically like that or they're all on the same side or they're all woke but there's a massive divide inside the party. there's a lot of opinions it is a, a massive a big tent as they always say uh, now this is a bit where he's going to talk about Uh, He's moving on from Sage, and he's going to talk about conservatism.
2: ...has set a disastrous precedent in terms of the future of liberty in these islands. Now, I can understand it if we were a communist party, but this is the party that inherited the true wisdom of the Whig tradition. This is the party of Margaret Thatcher who said that liberty was indivisible. This is the party that only recently elected a leader that they believed, that we believed was a libertarian. There is much on which we are going to have to reflect.
0: Now, that was, <laughs> that was something else. That was a brilliant speed, and it was absolutely spot on. And if you want to be authoritarian, at least be proud about the fact that you are authoritarian, even if it were a very communist Party or a communist country, then you know it will be more acceptable what's happening. But when this prime minister claims to be libertarian, but he doesn't act on it, when this party and this government uh, that they claim that they go with the values of the Whig traditions and uh, classical liberalism, but then really continue this, then they can't pretend to be Thatcherites. They can't pretend to use uh, your you know traditional uh, leaders as their icons. And this is it goes back to the main. Aspects of all this, because uh, the COVID modelling, uh, t- in order to push back the twenty-first of June deadline, is b- is based on out-of-date data. Government published figures to support pushing back to Freedom Day, despite knowing that estimates of vaccine effectiveness were incorrect. Well, wow, what a surprise! This is again thanks to the Imperial College that estimated Britain could experience a further two hundred thirty, about well, two hundred three thousand, almost two hundred four thousand. Deaths by next June, while the uh, modest uh, estimates from other groups suggested more than 50,000 could die. And now that's one thing, but in reality, we've seen that all these modelings were wrong. Imperial was working on the basis that the AstraZeneca jab would reduce hospitalization by between 77 and 87 percent after two doses, while the London School of um, Hygiene and well, that's the thing. So there are all these different. schools they had the different modelings they had the different opinions and as I said one says you know 77 one says 81 uh, to 90 percent. and then you know everything else goes out there and we know that in reality it's 92 percent. it's more than all of them even Warwick that said it's 86 to 95 percent. but then that was kind of the average in terms of between that number but in reality AstraZeneca has been more successful in reality with all the obviously of course the the minor cases Uh, of uh, side effects and things like that but that happens with anything else if you drive a car you know you could and have a car crash it happens in life Uh, otherwise overall this government is going with is not going with data they claim to go with data but they're not going with data it's not just here by the way because we keep keep talking about our government in uh, in this country Uh, but in reality we are seeing a lot of weird crazy stuff in america so if you want to give an option to people to be vaccinated if there's if it's their choice then fine Firstly, do not shove it down the throat. Do not try to patronize people or force people. Do not make things mandatory. That's also bad. But trying to patronize people and treat people as as if they're kids is weird. James Corden and Ariana Grande did this promotional campaign song uh, in America to encourage people to be vaccinated. I'm going to show you a few seconds of it because I don't. I don't. <laughs> it's not going to be a good reaction. I don't want you to go to sleep having nightmares.
2: Shout oh. out your favorite MD, Anthony Fauci. Oh,
1: oh, oh
2: Look at my
1: oh. memories.
2: Oh, Once you got the vaccine, oh, yeah. hug your family. family. Feeling oh, oh, yeah. so relieved.
0: okay all right all right okay firstly cringe massive (laughs) why why just just why there are okay a number of questions that's been raised from my side fauci are you kidding me they had a massive picture and poster of fauci and then treating him as if he's god or his jesus like it's because of anthony fauci do you know the guy do you know this (laughs) it's absolutely astonishing firstly using fauci as some sort of role model the guy's dodgy at best. The guy is just terrible. All the things that we've seen, the leaked emails, do not treat him as if he's a good guy in that sense. It's you know, he's, he's incompetent. He's done a lot of weird stuff, and he's definitely corrupt. We know that. Now that's one issue. Secondly, oh seriously, James Corden and Ariana Grande. What was that song? What? Why? Is it going to help people? If we're treating people like kids. Do you think people are going to watch now But like, I just changed my mind. I'm going to get my jab. I'm fine now. It's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. If Hollywood celebrities want to get involved with this weird stuff, don't do it like this. Get them to sit down on a lunch chair in front of a camera, probably a dark background, say, I'm James Corden, I'm going to talk about something serious. It's still weird you know, using celebrities. It's not going to work. You're basically creating more divisions. You're repelling people from even considering to join your campaign. It's bad. I just didn't know how to react to this. But everything's gone crazy. And we are going to get to the the crazy world of the snow, the snowflakes in a minute. But there are a different type of snowflakes right now in government, our government. And that's the civil servants who don't want to go back into work. They don't want to go back to the offices. How do you plan to run the country? Because you guys are running the country. It's not our elected politicians. We all know that. Because on a daily basis, you are the ones who make uh, your own daily tasks decisions and you know sometimes you just get random um, approved kind of tick box or something from your minister but then it's you guys yes technically some of you can work from home but it's not how things should be they are so lazy and they are so entitled these people that they're now telling they're using their trade unions uh, to tell the government to we must not return under any circumstances we should not be forced to go back into our offices i don't understand what's happening here if this is the considering they are using the safety and health as an excuse. Apparently, that's their priority now. It's it's interesting how these people didn't really know about hygiene and being safe and protecting themselves until last year. Suddenly, they all decided, "Oh, I should really wash my hands." What were you doing before? And I, for some reason, they finally discovered that if someone you know cops in your on your face to sneeze, it's a bad thing. Should stay away like these people are like hypocrites they are ignorant and they're arrogant and they're lazy and this, these are the people who are partly running our country this is just astonishing and this is the problem that i have and lockdown fight back should continue because these people want to keep some of the measures this work from home concept of course it should be an option for a lot of company if they choose to let, let their employees work from home good it's a, if it's efficient fine but forcing the government to stop them from going back to the office that is a whole new level. Now, there are, of course, the mainstream media outlets who are just going ahead, going along with all this nonsense. Uh, but GB News as a new channel uh, trying to uh, counter that. And of course, as I've said before, uh, there have been a lot of issues uh, with the, uh, with this new channel and a lot of difficulties and also the, the kind of the backlash from the crazies. But the boycott culture is going mental. Now, we have a couple of other examples. We have uh, g- gave you a few of the woke brands, the so-called capitalist brands, who boycotted and cancelled GB News. Um, Now, one of them, this happened with Vodafone. Uh, One of the customers on their Vodafone app uh, talked about, asked about the GB News ad. And uh, then they said that, well, we withdrew the ad because it's due to this TV channel promising to combat the so-called cancel culture. Sorry, what? So, Vodafone decided to cancel GB News by withdrawing their ad because GB News is combating a so-called cancel culture that doesn't exist. So Vodafone says cancel culture doesn't exist and then they want to cancel GB News. Do you understand what happened here? makes no sense. But, But then we discovered that the actual account, the Vodafone UK tweeted saying, we are sorry for this comment. It doesn't reflect our views. We believe in free speech while standing against hateful content. Uh, political views are varied and we place our adverts in a broad spread of outlets we haven't boycotted gb news so here it was basically been clear that uh, one of the staff member who went rogue and decided to say that and i'm guessing it's an ex-employee now uh, someone got fired but that tweet fine second part of the tweet they just said we did not boycott gb news but however (laughs) We wouldn't choose to advertise on a new t- channel, but preferring instead to wait to make a commercial assessment of its quality and reach. With GB News still in infancy, in uh, we do not have plans to advertise with it at this stage. This is this is so nonsensical. This is such an excuse, and I, I can imagine what happened. They probably saw all the other tweets from the other companies, uh, and they all used the example of uh, the excuse of, "Well, we are just it's, it's a new channel. We have to review it." This is not how it's worked in the past with media outlets. When there's a TV channel, of course, there's a there's a blueprint, there's a business plan, and it's approved by Ofcom, and advertisers are aware. Uh, it's already been agreed. Uh, what sort of content is going to be on it? And they say, okay, if a new channel, if the, the culture was in a way that a channel starts, and for three months, everybody, all the adverts, uh, advertising companies had to just review it and not have any adverts on it, then for three months, there will be no adverts and the TV channel will go down because there will be no funding. That makes no sense. So this is all excuses. But having said that, there was a bit of a backlash because you would expect a lot of these woke companies to do this. There's one specific company that you should expect them to boycott GB News because they are fundamentally left-wing. They are slightly communistic. Co-op. Co-op surprised us because they just said we have developed a detailed and the... Uh, a thoughtful advertising approach, which is driven by three principles. We will not seek to affect the editorial independence of publications or channels. Also, we will not undermine the commercial value of our society for our members. We will ensure our values and principles are clear and are undiminished, regardless of our surrounding content. So, the one company that the boycott people wanted, <laughs> whatever they called wanted to be on their side It's not boycotting gp news co-op will continue to have their ads played on this new channel who would have thought co-op has traditional links to the labor party and a lot of uh, socialist groups what happened I have no idea what happened maybe they are the true liberals they are still the actual good liberals that they still believe in free speech and freedom and it's just part of their. you know it was their choice brilliant So the backlash is going to start now that a lot of the crazy lefties started tweeting and replying uh, to co-op and saying, oh, now we're going to boycott you. To be fair, co-op doesn't have many customers anyway. No one goes to (laughs) co-op. But so I feel sorry for co-op now. They probably lost everything by now. Uh, But this is the world of the crazy woke. This is everything's going crazy because of this culture. Now let's talk about the crazy world of the woke side. This is uh, Sarah, who is the president of the student union at goldsmith in london the university she says has agreed to our proposal to incorporate racial trauma as a reason to deter essays and exams for black and poc which is people people of color students makes no sense and because black and poc is black not part of poc i don't get it and it will be done through self-certification moving away from providing so-called evidence what just happened so they started this campaign the student union and the president and all the weird uh, left-wing students to force the university or just suggest the university to let us when there's an exam or an essay if we feel that we know on that day or the day before we've experienced racial trauma we, we do self assessment, we sit down and we decide, ah, oh, I, I feel the trauma. Oh, I, you know, I, I can't do the exam. I can't do the essay. And it's self certified. So they can go to the uni and say, oh, yeah, we can't do the exam. And b- because why? She said this. She said, moving away from providing so called evidence. So called evidence. <laughs> Forget about facts and like reality. Now let's just live in the unicorn fantasy world. What is happening to the world? This is getting so badly uh, in terms of the behavior of uh, the establishment, whether it's all these universities, whether it's the the political class, because some of these weird people like Sarah and the people at the university who decided to go ahead with this policy, these are the people who are now becoming MPs these days. In the past decade, uh, especially since 2010 and 2015 elections, uh, a lot of the, the new labor intake uh, mps they are so woke and they are so uh, amateur in terms of uh, the job that they were supposed to be doing as mps one of them is uh, this person claudia webb there was a meme on twitter yesterday about claudia webb saying labor suspends mp claudia webb over harassment charge and then one day i will be free of police racism this was a simple funny meme and it's you know relevant it's just a meme that's all it is it's just joke so claudia Claudia responded, Terrible how misinformation, racism and injustice works. Meanwhile, hate, abuse, death threats and male violence against me just continues. Okay, it was just a meme, right? And then apparently it was just, oh, just hate, hate, hate. Now, this person, Bryce Beely, replied, Which category does this meme fall into, Ms. Webb? It isn't easily easily identifiable as any of the above to me. And then she said, What meme? What, what What do you mean, what meme? That's why the guy replied, saying, you just replied, this is what you responded to, Ms. Webb. It is a meme, which as far as I can tell, is not abusive, but simply makes light fun of the situation. It's like, wait, where is the meme? What meme are you talking about? Then what did you reply to? You just like randomly replying to things on Twitter without saying what they are? Uh, but it, it escalates from here, because she says my response does not relate to interpretation. <laughs> And it gets better, because the guy says, with respect, I haven't provided an interpretation. This is undeniably an internet meme by all commonly held understanding of the phrase, the purpose of which is to be humorous. I've only stated facts. Are you not perceiving the above image as a meme? Now, this is the best response that Claudia has ever given in the history of the internet. Her reply is, I did not accuse the meme of anything. i did not hurt the meme oh did i offend the meme i'm sorry meme claudia you're shouting at meme it's embarrassing but that's the thing so the reason i brought claudia Webb as an example is uh, that sarah person from goldsmith university and um, she will eventually one day could, you know grow up and well she's she's a grown up already she's not a child uh, and become the next labor mp so we, we might make fun of these uh, student activists and presidents of the student union uh, thinking that oh that they're deluded and they're not going to get anywhere in life yeah until 70s and 80s and 90s that were the case but now they are getting places they're getting top positions within the media organizations or again if they want to stay in academia or right now the political class so it is getting quite dangerous now and absolutely uh, astonishing how Uh, the political system is so complacent about this big threat now because these guys are all crazy Keir Starmer has picked stronger together as the new slogan stronger together that was used by Hillary Clinton but also the remain campaign this this guy wants to lose on purpose I think he just doesn't want to win what is he doing firstly that slogan is just bad it's a very very poor um slogan we all know that it's just not commanding. It makes no sense. Stronger together. What, what does that mean? What, what are you trying to provide? Secondly, it was used by two failed campaigns, Hillary Clinton and the Remain campaign. The fact that, firstly, it's plagiarizing, <laughs> but secondly, he uh, it, it, it doesn't know where he stands. He's not a Blairite. He's not a Brownite. He's not a Corbynista. He's not a Starmite. We don't even know what Starmerite is, but I can't even say it. Starmerite. But what is this Labour Party? If they are trying to pander to the metropolitan liberal left, then he's not doing a good job. Apart from Claudia Webb and some of the weirdos who he's attracted, the masses are still not voting for the Labour Party because they still have the Green Party and the Liberal Democrats and the SNP in Scotland. Uh, So what is the point of Starmer? I have absolutely no idea. But... I'm not gonna lose my temper let's just calm down everybody let's go to the final segment the daily questions I received from the full members of the channel if you're a full member go on the membership area page and there's a box at the top you can submit your uh, daily questions and I answer a few of them every day at the end of our show and underneath you could also sign up to our regular video calls which we held on Wednesdays now let's go to one of the questions uh, Andy says do you think that Matt Hancock will be sacked soon <laughs> no well, I can't predict the future. So if I say no and then it happens next week, and we're like, oh my, you said it won't. Um, in my opinion, it, it's kind of unlikely that it will happen soon unless something really weird happens because thanks to Dominic Cummings, Hancock is now protected. So if Boris Johnson right now fires Matt Hancock, do you know what happens? Firstly, the, the image that he's now painting uh, to, to the public is that uh, I admit that our government and the health secretary messed up the whole situation we know he has but they can't admit it because the whole thing will be undermined like the whole thing and this extension to the roadmap will be uh, undermined completely and everybody will come and fully ignore it that's one problem and uh, secondly he, c- he can't just give in to dominic cummings because people say oh you only did it because cummings uh, forced you to do it so hancock is unfortunately protected for a while until the next reshuffle uh, so if if i were Johnson and i wanted to get rid of um, hancock Uh, I would do the uh, kind of postpone the next reshuffle from next month till another three, four, five months and then completely use an excuse to get rid of him. Probably say, oh, just pay pay tribute to Matt Hancock. Thank you for your work. Go take a break. You deserve it. Give him an honor or something and then get out. (laughs) Uh, So that way he he won't seem as as if he's failed. But we all know he failed. Uh, Next question uh, is from Angela. Are there any plans for meetups? Ah, yes. So, you, you know, you guys know I've been giving updates on this uh, the nationwide tour and also the post lockdown victory party, freedom party. And of course, that's delayed. Uh, but I've been thinking even while we have this current format, although we only have four weeks left anyway, unless they extend it again, uh, I'm going to um, also go around and do smaller uh, meetups uh, where I would uh, actually do the shows the daily show like one episode uh, right there live with the audience I mean, a small group obviously we're not going to have a full stadium well i could go around and uh, every now and then just uh, do the shows live in front of you guys uh, so you could actually if you if you're watching it you could also hear the audience and then you guys actually i'll, I'll take live questions uh, from the audience uh, on that day but yeah stay with me because it this is all part of this new channel uh, the new website and every day and every week we are introduced we're going to be introducing new stuff so um everything will come very soon so we've obviously introduced the new interview series uh, recently uh, that's going that's very popular you guys love it so that's good thank you so much for the support we're going to be introducing more stuff so that you guys know the value uh, that uh, you are giving me uh paul says you've mentioned before that we can apply to be contributors on the weekly newsletter how do we do that that is a good question paul very good question i should have mentioned this before and um, so each uh, every monday it used to be sundays but it's now mondays and we send out our weekly newsletters so as part of your membership whether standard or full membership it's for everybody um, you guys have access to the the news articles every day the, the reports but also the daily shows the podcasts uh, but we also have the the weekly newsletter which is our opinion pieces i write one every now and then lacy writes one and then obviously we have others uh, guest contributors uh, you guys can also um apply to be contributors so all you have to do is if you have some sort of article that you've written or you just want to write, keep it short, by the way. We do not do long articles. So try to keep it between you know two to 400 words. If it's slightly more than that, it's fine. Uh, but don't send me a big, big essay, no, no dissertations. Um, on any issue, uh, just send it by Saturday, Sunday, uh, and then uh, we'll have a look and it could be included in the next uh, newsletter next Monday. Uh, the way you do that is just send it, either go to the contact page uh, and to send, there's a box or the email is there contact at myitc.co.uk that's the best way to do it actually uh, so yeah if you want to be a contributor on our weekly newsletter and have your newsletter sent to thousands of people then definitely apply thanks again for watching i'm MyITC, and i'll see you guys in the next video